Welcome to season two of the podcast. It's now called the Tim and Catherine podcast. As you hear, as you see, Catherine, my wife is here. And I'm so grateful that she's going to be accompanying me as we begin season two, because it's the most common thing I talk about when when we're talking about our experiences and, and, and going uh, on our operations. People seem sometimes even more interested in, well, what is your wife think of this how does she take care of kids and and i mean catherine comes up all the time and people want to hear from her and somehow i convinced her to kick off season two with me and so it was her idea we thought well how should we start there's so many things to talk about and most people probably know me and catherine or were introduced to us for the first time uh, through the Sound of Freedom. So we're going to do this episode and several others on what our perspectives were when these things were happening. Um, the movie condensed, obviously, a lot of information and cut things. and So we're going to give you the full story. And um, before I ask Catherine uh, a, a couple of questions... Well, actually, actually, I'll just ask you this. Yeah. Tell me. Hi, everyone. We'll see how this goes. I I might quit if you're not a good co-host, just so you know. Well, I consider you, I consider you the host, and I am... Oh, so maybe I'll fire you. You can fire me. And I'll take over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when the first draft for the film came out, you turned down multiple... You did not want to see the, the movie. It was so strange to me. You have an Academy Award-winning actress playing you, and you just did not want to see it. Why did you not? And then when we finally did see it, what was your impression? Well, it's it's really hard to have, what, 10 years of your life? Like, how many years does that encompass? Um, I don't know. Multiple years. It's hard having really intense pieces of your life being portrayed in a, in a two hour film. And I think, I think I was, I was worried I was going to hate it. And I didn't want to have to have that conversation with you. Like I hate it. I don't, I don't think we should do it. Right. I didn't want to like, yeah. everyone was going to so much work and stuff. And so I was really, I was worried that I was going to hate it. And, and, um, And yeah, and it's just, it was weird. It's its really weird to have someone else portraying our experience. It's, it's a weird, really yeah. weird feeling. Yeah. You know, like you, you watch Jim and I can like see what he's doing and attach it to what you were doing. But it, at the same time, it's like, but that's not Tim. Yeah. And that was the same with, with Mira and me. It was like, I can see what she's doing I can see how she's trying to portray me, but at the same time, it's like, that's, but that's not me. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's, very, it's a very strange sensation and feeling. Um, when we finally did get to go together, I remember, and afterwards, and you didn't, you didn't say anything. I saw you cry a lot. So I'm like, okay, well, she's, because I was so nervous, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what is going to happen? 
And it was a theater, it was a packed theater. And we snuck out. I think we said hi real quick and then we snuck out. And you still didn't say anything. We got into the car and you still didn't say anything about your impression of the of the movie. And then we finally went to dinner and we sat down. I don't know if you remember this, but it was really sweet. Was it that time we went to Chili's? Yeah. Okay. So we were at Chili's and you just, you got emotional and you reached over, grabbed my hand and you just, and you just said, I'm so sorry you have all of those memories up in your head. Yeah. It's hard. I know what you do. I know what you've done. I know, even though you try to spare me from a lot of the details. You didn't at first. Do you remember as an agent? You used to tell me a lot of of details. And, and it's just... Um, I hate to generalize, but men and women are different. Like I, I have six boys. When they reach the appropriate age, I need them to watch certain army films and and certain things to to understand the sacrifices that others have made and the sacrifices required. And and they they need to like watch it and feel it. And we have emotional boys; they cry, they like they feel it, but they kind of need to have that like that experience to gain a, a different understanding but with women and i hate to generalize but this is just from my experience with women you tell women there was a war and husbands and 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 sons and brothers died and they're like they're there they're they're emotional they're crying they feel it and it's just like immediate they don't need to watch the war movie to feel that they can just feel it and and so it with you, it was just like I knew I knew what you were doing. You were telling me too many details, and then you realized I can't lay all that on Catherine. I just need to say, "There's children. I'm going to rescue." There, you know, it's pretty bad. You know, just you, you, you started being a little bit more protective of what you were telling me, and but I still knew. I'm a smart girl. I know what it takes to be undercover, and but to see it, to see it portrayed. It was like you giving me the details again, you know? It was just like, oh, that's heavy. Yeah. And um, one of the heaviest scenes that you don't have all the details of, um, it's uh, based on something very real that happened at, at the, south, the southern border. And uh, so watch this clip. And then we'll give you all kind of the behind the scenes of what was what was actually happening everywhere. Is there some kind of problem, officer? Oh yeah, that uh, that's a old picture. You know how kids are these days; they, they just grow up so fast. That's him. No, no, no! I, I'm his uncle. Get off! Put your hands in the wheel. Do not get well, I'm, I'm, I'm his uncle. You just ask him. Just ask him. I, I'm his uncle. 
Hola. ¿Cómo te llamas? Osito Teddy. No ese nombre, no. Tu nombre de verdad. Miguel. Miguel Aguilar. Mucho gusto, Miguel. So that scene is one of the most difficult for me to watch. I don't watch the film generally, and this, there's a real reason for me to be sitting next to somebody. Or like when I went to the when they did the congressional screening in Congress, um, the Speaker of the House asked me to sit by him, and I was just like, I don't, I don't watch, I don't watch the movie. <laughs> I told it's him, hard. It's hard to watch. I cry for like the first three-fourths of it, and then the last part, it's just... And he turned to me, to, he kept asking me questions, like, what's, well, what was true, what was not. And at one time he turned to me, and I was sobbing. And then he, and then he apologized later. Uh, he apologized later, and... Uh, and he, for, for, you know, or he mentioned it. And I said, yeah, I don't watch this movie. <laughs> I'm here because I want, I want to make sure that I honored your request. So anyway, um, now th this, this, this scene portrays something I think that was completely transformational to me. This is the scene, okay, of all the scenes that are, are hard to watch, this is the one that for me may be probably the hardest. Like, Because first of all, they filmed that scene, that van, and that looks just like the real van, the kid, five years old, uh, the guy... You know, it looks similar. This is the Bachman, the very similar, the actor. And yeah, it's actually amazing how similar they got the actors to look like the real bad guys. Yeah. They used to have that in the end of the film where mm -hmm. they put the real, the real perpetrator. Yeah. And then the actor. I kind of miss that. And they explain where they yeah. went and. Because that, you, you don't realize how much they look like the person that they're portraying. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. They did a really good job. So, so that happens on, on, on the night of July 3rd. I remember being at home and the next days and weeks would change my life because of what the, then happened. It starts with a phone call July 3rd that night. Get to the port of entry. Uh, we have a situation, and they explain that there's a little boy that that you know using an old passport, a passport with an old picture that you could be anybody, right? Um, and he got this this little boy, who in the film, and we'll use his name, uh, is um, Miguel Aguilar, and so I rushed down to to to, to the border. And the Customs and Border Protection officials are explaining. Now, was this because you were the agent in charge on that night? No, 
any all any child case went to me. Okay. And when I was at the office, so um, so I, I left. I didn't come home till. You were gone all night. Yeah, I was gone all night, and I think I I got to stop in a little bit for some July Fourth stuff. Yeah, we have this picture here of Tim. Um, that's my daughter on his shoulders. We had this tradition of doing a neighborhood parade. And Tim got home early that morning, I think. Like it was it was earlier. You'd been home for a little bit, but there was you were very invested in some information that you were trying to get, that you're trying to gather. And up to this point it hadn't been very typical for you to be on your phone. But that's like become an iconic picture of you being with the family but on your phone and and um so this picture is showing him trying to be a part of the parade but his mind is very much involved in in what had so happened what we that were night. Doing, I remember we were we were we were working on the on the warrant for his house because we got the kid out but then and, and videos also that was the big thing that the film didn't even show but that this guy he he was he produced videos of himself uh, sexually abusing children. So when I got to the port of entry that night, um, I before I interviewed anyone or you know the the the, the child was taken to a, a safe place, obviously, and and I went in and I went through all the evidence, which that was in his van, was in his van, and that included um, a lot of. I remember it included a lot of um, like uh, drugs, like like different kind of benzo kind of drugs that would just put a kid out you know and then he had the video and that was just like just shocking to me um and you know ended up going and interviewing him didn't last very long because he, he he lawyered up pretty quick and then we went to see the kid and, and the first time i saw him so i was just kind of eased into it um so you weren't the one that pulled him out of the van? No. No, he was taken out of the van before I got there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that 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 that, um, that was the Customs and Border Protection officials who took care of him. And How good of them. Like, didn't, didn't you tell me that, that that Border and Customs official, that he just noticed something yeah, there was, was off? Yeah, there was something off, he said. Because you know, they they're just waving people through. Oh yeah. And and there's just something that just made him. He just yeah he, he said I don't know why I just said I got we got to look closer. Sent him to secondary and then found all the stuff. <sighs> what a decision that guy made that was so impactful. Just wow. Yeah yeah he 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 was amazing too. Because this guy had gone back and forth, uh, and this is what he did, right? Yeah, he'd been doing this quite a bit. He takes the kids back and forth. He's got connections in in Mexico, and um, most of the kids that that were being abused up in San Bernardino in California were were Hispanic children. A lot of them belonged to families that were undocumented, so he he let he let them live in like some of the apartments he had. For, for free or cheap and or made deals where it's like, well, but the kids have to come stay with me on the weekends. And <sighs> that was the case. And what led you to, to realize that you needed to do, you need to get a search warrant like immediately on his house. Like what, 
what what took you to that step? Well, the little boy was telling, you know, he, he had told us he has a sister. So we're just thinking, okay, there's going to be more kids involved. We got to get into this guy's house, you know, the and uh, figure out what's going on. I want to ask you about interviewing that boy, but I also don't want to ask you. Well, well, after the search warrant, we found, you know, everything. Um, same kind of drugs, uh, pornography everywhere, toys everywhere. He had like a warehouse, so, right? It was a warehouse and then a house inside the warehouse. How does that work? Uh, like you build, a, like, it, was like, it looked like a, a, a single family residential home kind of built inside the warehouse. Weird. Yeah. That's how I remember it. So I've, I'm coming back to um, just exhausted because we, we had worked with the San Bernardino Sheriff's Office um, and located over that the next that day and several days later uh, uh, 11 children all, all together that he was likely abusing, you know. And so then... On, the, my, on my way home from that. And his sister was, was one of them? His sister was one of them, yeah. And I'm on our way home from that, um, I remember thinking, I, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I was so shot. I was just... Um, and you remember this day, and I'll let you tell your side of that story, but I remember thinking I was going to quit because I, I was supposed to go see the little boy. And the little boy was being held at a um, shelter, a government-run shelter for children. And the off-ramp to go there is, was 4th Street. And then the next off-ramp is Dogwood. That's our house. And I remember thinking, I, I'm supposed to go see this kid. I've got to go talk to him and get a, a little bit more information um, based on what you know we already got. Um, he was forensically interviewed separately. So I had to make a decision. I remember thinking, if I turn off and see the kid, then I'll stay in this work. Otherwise, I, I'm i going to request to be removed. Because um, this was your first time with an actual child, yeah. right? That all the other cases, you were able to get the bad guy. But this this time it was always just getting the end users. Yeah. This was the first with and a seeing child. and and watching for a decade. I that was my life having to go through the material that you collect on a warrant, and you have to describe it. You have to see if is there any way to identify this kid. That is a lot of hours, maybe thousands of hours. I don't know of of having to watch that watching children be abused in ways that are incomprehensible. So when you see a real child and the first time you see a child that you recognize from the video, you know, it's a big deal. It was a big deal to me. And he, he was such a sweet boy, right? His very, demeanor was just so... Yeah, very sweet, very trusting. Very trusting. Of us. Um, we get to... I, I finally get to the place and... I go into the little like interview room, 
What made you decide to get off at fourth? Well, actually, something co really cool happened. There's a there's a video we can refer you to. We'll put it in the put the link in there. Yeah. Uh, where I I I was listening to an album by my friend uh, Peter Breinholt, and right as I was about to make the decision, I was right as I was approaching. This song came on, just happened to be in the lineup, called Lullaby, and it's a story of. It, it tells the story of a child who's in some kind of nightmare and someone's helping them. And, and it basically says, these monsters won't come around no more. Um, it's an assurance and you're safe. Uh, and that was it. I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to go. Shoo, on to 4th Street I went. Uh, you later told Peter about that, right? Yeah, I, I, I emailed. I didn't know him who he was. I didn't know him at the time. I, I emailed him and told the story. It was one of our first dates. He took me to a Peter Breinholt concert. Um, this was years before. Yeah, like years before. And and I was unaccustomed to the whole Provo Sundance music concert. It was different, different experience for me. But anyway, so he, you were a fan for a while. Yeah. And uh, he did respond. We, we later became friends. And anyway, um, so I get into the room with the kid, and I'm just talking to him. And it, it doesn't take much time when I'm talking to him that he just he he just like runs over to me. Um, we're we're sitting like on on two like couches. He, he's over there. I'm here, and he just ran over and jumped into my arms, and. Um, And he said, and I just started crying. He was crying. And he said to me, um, I don't belong here. And I remember thinking, there's millions of children in this. And millions of little voices like this boy could say the same thing. And it was just so motivating to like, oh my gosh, like there's so much to do. There's so many more kids we have to get out of this and um and then he gives me a gift uh that's when he he he, he gave me a little car and then he gives me this necklace which his 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 sister had given to him and um you know those scenes in the film do you have the necklace? Yeah, I do. This is the actual one. It's, it, it, it looks different in the movie. And it says on there, Man of God, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. 1 Timothy 6.11. And it, on the back it has a little Man of God in the scripture reference. And I tried to give it to him, you know. I tried to give it back to him over and over, and he just, he just insisted that I have this. And um, eventually, the family qualified for T visas because they were abused by an American that that gives them visas to actually live in the United States, which I, I, I know they do. Um, they asked not to have any contact with them. People have asked me that question. Uh, I remember you and I talked about like 
could we even like foster him for a while or yeah. but there's too, way too many conflicts obviously um anyway um you had contact with him a, a little bit for the for, for the, several weeks yeah 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 i'd go visit him we talked to him took him to, to just like the film shows took him out to eat for a few times and um but that, after that first time, when he gave me the necklace, uh, if, you, if you remember, I came home. Do you remember that? We were in my parents' backyard, right? Was it that one? I came in, no, I came in through our front door. And this is when I totally, I just lost it. Like I was on my, on my sitting down. Yeah, I remember you collapsing. Collapsing, yeah, to collapse basically. Yeah, and that was the first of two signs that was like, "This is what you are dedicating your life to." Because I was still thinking, "When do I get out?" Most people don't stay for more than yeah, like five years, tops. Um, our office was so small that that um, they 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 allowed me to keep to keep working in it for close to 10, 10 years. So that, that necklace itself was so meaningful. So the whole experience with the, with the, with the song and then f feeling the heaviness of what was happening around the world through this, the eyes of this little boy, then, then I get home and it's, it was later, I can't even tell you how much later, that one of, it was one of my children you know, in the movie, the kids keep the necklace. That in real life, they did. They uh, they didn't. Jimmy, who was really young still, saw the necklace, and he was looking at it and like, uh, he said, "That's cool that your name." I can't even believe I didn't even look that carefully, but he says your name is on it, and I was like, "No, it's not." You know, um, of course, there's you know the scripture yeah. reference. And I know people. You can people can think I'm just starry-eyed, whatever, but it it, it 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 held a lot of significance to me because of how special that case already was. Uh, well, in that scripture, if you read the whole scripture, that's the it's quoting a piece of it, saying "man of God," and then it skips a portion, and then it's saying "pursue these things," but the portion that it skips in the necklace is is saying "man of God, flee from this." And pursue this and and what it's saying to flee from you can see in the scriptures above it it's talking about still from your memory from from timothy well yeah i was i've just been reading it oh good <laughs> <laughs> but um it it's saying to flee from from worldly things to flee from it right above that scripture it says that the love of money is the root of all evil and above that it's talking about the just the pursuits of man and it's saying man of god flee from that and pursue these things and that that gives that necklace so much meaning and and context because it, it's not saying thou art this it's saying flee from this worldly the worldly pursuits and pursue righteousness like what's the list that's on the necklace um, it's telling you to pursue those things, yeah. which I think is just 
It's so amazing. What does it say? Pursue. It doesn't say the word pursue on the necklace, but. It does. Oh, it does. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, and love. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. So that, I think that. I'm going to get this to you because I will lose it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have I to. can't lose this. Keep putting it special places, but I think that I think that that is like that is the message. I think just just for all of us that we have these moments in our life, like you were ha- having, you were experiencing on on the the freeway, where you had a moment of what are you going to pursue, and you could have. The agent life is hard, but you know, there's a way to pursue it easily. There's a way to go about your life um, as an agent, or or for all of us, in a in a more selfish and easy manner. And and we all have those moments. Really, we all have multiple moments every day, and we have some big moments like like what happened here, where we decide what are we going to pursue. And that this was a big moment in our life where we decided we're not going to pursue the easy road home. You could have just driven home and spent the next afternoon with your family, which is great. Family time is super duper important. But, but it would have been for your own comfort. And you were having that internal battle of, this is heavy. That boy rips my heart out knowing what he's been through and, and then what other children are going through now, right now. And you had that moment where you had to say, am I going to pursue an easy path home or a hard path home? And... We're not going to lie and say it hasn't been a hard path home. But but God has been with us in that. He's been with us. Well, even, you know, years later when because the film plays with time and we've talked as we've talked about. It was many years later that when we were making the decision to leave and go about this work on a private level. And I, I, I remember referring back to this story and to, and to this necklace, you know, um, as a symbol of the commitment I'd already made to try to go to th- the whole distance or go where others haven't gone. And Even what you just said, which I've never thought of because we didn't talk about this before, <laughs> but like to pursue that other path, the hard, the hard path sometimes, not sometimes, probably always the hard path is when you're feeling like God's telling you to do something. Yeah. It's probably always the hard path. Yeah. But, but there's blessings in it. We've been blessed by the hard path home for sure. And, um, and God is in it. And I think that's, that's just where you want to be. You want to be, you want to be the, on the path that, that God's on. But so that, that's a little, 
that's a little insider information about um, one of the cases that's portrayed in The Sound of Freedom. And we'll be doing more of these. Um, so stay tuned for the next time we do one. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time on the Tim and Catherine podcast. <laughs>